Welcome. Hi. Hi. It's been a it's been a skinny minute. It's been a skinny minute since we talked to you. Been a little minute. Hey everybody, welcome to Stay of Homkins. My name is Paul F. Tompkins. My name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. She's an actress. He's a comedian. Together we're a married couple living in Los Angeles. We sure are. And we have podcasting equipment. And this is our after dinner conversation. That's right. We just had dinner. And now we're... So it's the after. Yeah, and so we're I'm, not lying. This is the November episode. See, si, November. We've now gone down to a monthly sketch. See, si. A month sketch. Mosque. 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 Yeah, Mosque. Mosque. Yeah, so we're... So in, that's what we're doing. It's November. I got my weekend water. I got mine. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming. So, and I'm, I I think this is true, that I heard a rumor the weekend water um, cocktail tumblers at Kinship Goods, as part of our official merch, mm-hmm. um, are back in stock. I heard that same rumor. Yeah. Was it from Adele? Rumor has it. <laughs> we were actually just trying to listen to Adele's new album, uh, but we were distracted. <laughs> well, I mean, because we were not really paying it. We were eating dinner, having conversation. We had the music on in the background. And at one point, Paul was like, is she just crying in the microphone? (laughs) And I was like, I hope so. There are are multiple songs where all of a sudden she's just talking. And then there's one where I I could swear that she was crying. Um, That's her brand, man. I know. Her brand is sad. She's got (laughs) it. Business is good. But isn't the The whole thing is like she's happy now because she has like a new man and stuff? I don't know. I've not been keeping up with Adele, Adele's personal life. I do okay. know that artistically, the very first lyric of the very first song was, I'm taking flowers to the cemetery of my heart. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. That is true. But I also feel like she's adopted that singing style that she didn't have before, where it's like, my heart, where they, they it's like weirdly pronouncing words, when I turn around. Well, um, I guess I, I haven't been totally following closely, but I guess I did see like a blurb. Somewhere in in my that permeated my brain membrane <laughs> about how this she was particularly influenced by Amy Winehouse for this one that yeah. that was like her direct yeah but maybe I'm wrong I didn't read the whole I didn't click on the whole article I guess I never thought of Amy Winehouse as having that that affect either look I don't maybe know she did a little bit. about singing and stuff like i just know you're just a simple country lawyer (laughs) oh god okay so today so there was bad news in the in the news yes kyle rittenhouse uh was acquitted of murder here's the thing and this is the thing was like we were out with friends last night and man was i sort of like because the when the thing started i was like he's gonna walk because the judge was like, can I give oh, you a neck massage, Yeah, you know, Mr. Rittenhouse or whatever? And I was like, what's going on? Why is he reading a cookie-making booklet at a fucking murder trial? Like, that's yeah. so disrespectful. I don't care who it is or what it is. Like, the victim's families are in the courtroom. I mean, yeah. that's just like, there's something messed up about it in yeah. terms of, like, mental health like something was wrong with him the judge well here's what's wrong with him is that he's run unopposed since 1984 which i just read that's bananas like this guy 
can literally do whatever he wants because I guess for whatever reason, no one is coming to run against him. Why not just be good at your job? Well, if, if you You get to do whatever you want, you don't have to be good at your job. But I, I, I see what you're saying Yeah, and I get, and I understand that, but why, where's like the sense of pride of like, I'm a, Impartial, that like, is, I know, but that, uh, there's like a robe. Like I want to honor the robe. Yeah, I want to honor the. Unfortunately, that is know. not a priority for everyone. But I, on, on the other hand, I was like, okay, well, he's not really the decider. Like it's you know the jury. I mean, essentially, yeah. And I, like last night, I was here, I was dinner with friends, and I was like, I think, like for sure, like one of the lesser char. I think, like for sure, they. Pro- had proven the case and I didn't really watch the trial. I just like followed it uh, through other sources, mm-hmm. you know? So I, and believe me, I will watch a fucking trial. Like I will get up hey, folks, and you don't know who you're talking to. Like watch I will like turn that shit on and yeah. watch it. Like, but for whatever reason, I'm just like kind of a little bit on like tilt. Like I can't, you know, it's just too much is happening and Mm -hmm. it's a scary time and I just couldn't. So like I was like watching and following and uh, like trying to understand the legal, you know, maneuverings because because what it all comes down to is like legal maneuverings. I was like, he's I think like they made a case like for the lesser charges and that's Mm. like a compromise verdict. And then. I don't know. I was saying it last night and literally this morning they were like not guilty on all accounts. And yeah. then I texted the group and I was like, ignore everything I said <laughs> last night. Um, so yeah, here we are in this weird moment with gun ownership where it's just such a contentious thing. Well, the gun it, stuff. it's built on the George Zimmerman thing, which says that you can be a vigilante. Like you can be a vigilante and and a jury of your peers will find you innocent. You What's know? so crazy? I mean, I was kind of remembering the George Zimmerman thing about how like he called 911 and he's like, I'm 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 following the this person and they're like, Sir, sir, we don't need you to do that. Yeah. And he did it yeah. anyway. Yeah. And then something but also here's what's crazy about self defense. This is what I this is where it gets really weird is like if you are the provocateur mm-hmm. of the conflict, yeah. then you can't claim self-defense technically under the law. You would think. No, that is... But I'm telling you for sure, that's technically under the law. If you're the provocateur... And yet. And yet, here's the thing. Here's where the interpretation gets weird. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, bringing a semi-automatic weapon to a tinderbox... Yeah. Is a provocation. Yeah. That's exactly. In my opinion. I, I think in most people's opinion. I mean, but a, not except for the people opinion. that think he's a hero. Not yes. everybody's opinion. No, but it, it is the fact that that is being, that seemingly was disregarded in this case, that he had his mom drive him to the this place. The mom didn't drive him with the gun, though. The mom drove him there and she shouldn't have fucking done it, but he got the gun from the boyfriend. Oh, I I didn't the realize boy. he got the gun once and he, he got there. And illegally, he was... Yeah. And the gun was legal yeah. so, for him because it because of the length of the gun. Right. I got into the... I actually got into the... Right. In, you know, up to yeah. my elbows. I, I got a little into it because but I was why, curious. But even if he didn't have the gun, 
to have some, to say to somebody, I want you to transport me to, to this a tinder protest. box. That's yeah. not even that's not happening where I live. But and it, but you see, he was like, they want me to protect this, but I can't get into it because it's really what it comes down to is whether or not he feared for his life mm-hmm. in the moment, and I didn't see the videos and the video. Uh, the jury asked for the video. That's when mm. I was like, he's going to get the lesser. I was like, for sure, reckless murder, right. like not premeditated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I'm really curious what the thought process was behind the jury and what specific piece of evidence exonerated him. I mean, as, I'm curious as to the the color of the jurors. and There was you know. only one black juror, juror. That was a big, that was actually a big, yeah. discussion well, of there you go. yeah 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 and you know i i don't know i will say this just as an actor as an actor mm-hmm. his on the stand performance mm-hmm. of tears yeah the feared for my life performance yeah. versus the tears he cried of relief shaking <laughs> and crying of relief when the verdicts were read mm-hmm. were very different. Yeah. Just if the, I, if that were my acting class. Yeah. I would say this character cries the same way. No, I would say <laughs> this character doesn't cry the same way. One was authentic. One was inauthentic in my, Oh, you're saying the character cries the same way. Yeah. So I would Therefore, say if I'm playing this actor, character, if I'm playing this character and when he cries, I have to oh, make yeah, it look yeah, like yeah. this. That's I thought you were saying choice. the actor, sorry, the no. actor cries the same way. The actor cried two different ways. Yes, which is sloppy acting. And I would have been like, I don't believe you, Kyle. Like, yeah. you got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> do it again. The thing do it again. The thing do that's, it again. that's really horrible. It's terrible. Um, in addition to just, you know, how sickening it is, but the I made the mistake of, like, searching in on Twitter, uh, just his name, just the just the name Rittenhouse. Yeah, yeah. See what the even and, after the verdicts were read. Yeah, after the uh, verdicts. Uh, okay. And I, you know, checked out the latest reactions, and uh, so many people that are like, "He's a hero. We need more people like it's him." It's divided. It's very, di- yeah. It it's is fucked but, up. But the, you know, it's 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 more than just divided. It's that one side of the divide is saying this is a great thing, and we need more people to be doing stuff like this. It's that's a terrifying yeah. sentiment. Yeah. I think vigilantism should be rare and also should be justified. It's like what, what people would say about abortion. <laughs> what was it rare and legal or something like that? Rare, safe and legal. Yeah, rare, safe and legal. I think vig- when if you're going to take the law in your own hands, rare, it should safe, be and rare, legal. <laughs> safe and legal. <laughs> I, I don't think the lawyers are very strong. I mean, this is, I, I hate to be like Monday morning quarterbacking because I'm not a lawyer, but I do kind of, I am a bit of a crime junk, like I'm mm. a hobbyist. Like I like to read about it and listen mm-hmm. to an- analysis and stuff. And it's all very relevant to all of us as citizens in America to understand this stuff and kind of understand like the state of our legal system, which is kind of, and it's, it's never perfect. It's imperfect. That's yeah. always been the case. Yeah. That's always, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was, uh, I have to say, I I was surprised, not because a lot of people are like, I'm not surprised because of the judge. I'm saying remove the judge, Mm -hmm. remove the judge and just look at the facts of the case. I thought there was a very strong case 
for the reckless endangerment uh, for that. And those carry I hefty. So those can carry pretty sure. hefty sentences. Yeah. It was not like a joke. It wasn't like it would not have been a joke. Yeah. Uh, um, ruling. The fact you know? that he shows up there, gets a gun, and inserts himself into this thing, like that. How does that not? How One do of the you guys not? was shot in the back. I mean, the, the yeah. use of force that he used on on on, on it, it, it's like if you're claiming self defense, at what point? Are, is the threat over? Yeah. To shoot someone in the back? Yeah. To me, that's, uh, I mean, that said, it was like who was first, whose weapon was drawn first, who, mm-hmm. it, like, did he, and maybe it was just not a reasonable doubt situation. I, I is there's a very high burden of proof. There is. Absolutely. I, mean, I just, but I would say, I would say that if you show up with a gun to a place where other people have guns, Yes. And they, and you're, I mean, and they see you. And no one else killed anybody. Yeah. No one else killed anybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that. I I mean, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. But but then it gets down into the minutia of, if he's claiming self- (laughs) Minutia. It's like, it's one thing to claim self-defense, because the lesser charges, the lesser charge apparently allowed space for- him believing his life was in danger, but still not being justified in the force. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, then it's like basically saying, okay, he's not lying that he thought his life was in danger, mm-hmm. but the law doesn't allow for that amount of force. That's where I thought the thing should have been focused on. Right. In my opinion. Right. For sure. Like premeditated murder. That was a big hurdle. Mm-hmm. Period. To prove. Yes. 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 Even though I think it was fucking crazy. Yeah. To I fucking th- show up anywhere. He went there to fucking, shoot people. A teenager. He went there. There's no way he didn't go there to shoot people. He seems to me, and I don't know him, obviously, but to me, it's like he just, like, made, like he probably plays video, like first person shooter. This, now I'm going to get a bunch of emails. Well, I do too, but I'm not. Uh, you know but what you're I mean? not a teenager that has access to an AR-15 that maybe doesn't have a that, lot of it's guidance. Not vid- honey, it's not guidance video and games. intelligence. It's not video games. It's not video games. I'm not saying this. it's video games. It has nothing. But I'm saying I'm talking about his mindset. His mindset is white supremacy. That's his mindset. That's this and entitlement. Mindset. And entitlement. And entitlement. And he goes because he grows up in a culture that is more than video games. It, it is that this makes you a man. This is what you do. You it's know what toxic. I mean? It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, which goes hand in hand with with white supremacy. And he went there to fucking shoot people. There's no way around that. Right. He didn't go there to reason with anybody. He didn't go there to fucking defend a Nike town or whatever it was. I don't think he knows it's real. That's what I'm saying about the video game stuff. As a 17-year-old kid, and he was tried as an adult, as he should have been, Mm -hmm. because the seriousness of of it was fucking horrible. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think the kid knew what he was doing was real. But here's the thing. Like, had real-world consequences. You know what I'm saying? I I know, but... And he should have gone to jail, no matter what. Period. Here's what I think, though, is that none of these guys thought this stuff was real. Very rarely would people... Are there enough people that act on this stuff Mm -hmm. and go do things like that? Right. Now they're making it real. They're they're making it, uh, like, January 6th, they're making this stuff viable options. They're I like, know. Oh, no, we actually can do it. It's not just a fantasy in our heads. We actually can do it. Let's do it. But they're hurting themselves in addition to other people. They don't know that they're, that they're hurting themselves, but they are. Like, they're fucking their psyches up. Yeah. 
I mean, they're hurting other people and killing other people and like going to January 6th or blah, blah, blah. But I don't think they understand the fucking damage to their own lives, futures, brains, souls, hearts. They don't give a shit. They're brainwashed by this bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. They think they're heroes. They think they're heroes. Meanwhile, QAnon Shaman is serving more time than this, and he didn't even kill anyone. I mean, I I'm not saying... I'm not mad about that, though. No, I'm not mad about <laughs> it either. He should. He yeah. 100% put in, inserted himself in this situation, was the face of the situation, yeah. and was fucking idiotic and whatever. Let, let him eat his, you know... Uh, organic, organic prison meals food. forever. Um, Isn't all food organic when you really think about it? When you really think about it's it. It's organic matter. <laughs> really? I see. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Except for like the Big Mac test where you leave a Big Mac on the dashboard or whatever and then it's fine for weeks and weeks. Mm, good point. <laughs> Thank you. Well, they're not going to give him a big, big Mac in jail. They're going to give him a can of like, you know, mush or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know what prison food is like. Nor do I. Hope I hope I don't have to go Nor to prison I. for anything. I hope I don't have to go to prison. Prisons are bad. Yeah, prisons are bad. Um, anyway, that was... This is, a, this is a stupid country. It's a yeah, stupid country. I know. It is. And then today, guess who else, who, guess who else didn't go to jail, wasn't executed? Two turkeys. Those turkeys got pardoned again? Yeah. It's different turkeys every time. But that whole thing. They never go to jail. That whole. They never go to the I electric that, chair. That thing is so fucking horrible and they need to stop doing it. It's not cute and it's not funny. What, the turkey pardon? Yeah. Why do you have an opinion about it? Because we still execute people in this country. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. If we weren't doing that anymore, ho, ho, ho. It would be hilarious. But we are. I guess I ha- I didn't draw the line. Hmm. I, you know, honey, that's why I'm here. <laughs> that's why we're married is because we're not always going to draw the same lines and we got to help each other get there. <laughs> like Harold and the purple crayon. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm tired of being outraged. I, I understand. It's exhausting. I'm in a place where I have accepted the unfairness and injustice a little bit more. So I'm like, so I can have more space for like, Fighting against it. Did you know what I'm saying? Yes. It is unfortunately very predictable, you know? Yeah, it's super fucking it's very predictable. predictable. If you have a white penis in this country, you fucking get everything. Honey, <laughs> 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 well said. What I can mean, I say? <laughs> if you, I mean, if you're born with one of those, it's like the fucking golden goose. You know what I'm saying? It's the golden like chocolate bar in Willy Wonka. It's like, oh, you see a white penis coming out of somebody's badge or test tube or whatever. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Where did the test tube come from? Badge, whatevs. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not scientific. <laughs> true, true. But you're saying the cis het white man. It's got a lot going for him. Yeah, still, still after all this time. <laughs> Well, because of all this time. Yeah. And because now, of all this time. But honey. now there's also the complaining of like, oh, poor white men. Why is everybody mad at us? You know what I mean? You hear that shit? Like, I, I guess it's, it's a crime to be a white guy now. Oh, I don't. I mean, that that amuses me. 
<laughs> that doesn't like outrage me. That kind of like, I find that um, kind of laughable. I mean, I find that that doesn't bother me as much as the crime of the injustice, the, the systemic but I would injustice. I the one leads to the other, is my point. Maybe, but let Trying it out. Like, cry you. it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, let it out, cry exactly. it out. Like, get through your little tantrums. Mm-hmm. You know, it actually. Somehow, I think it gives us power. <laughs> the non cis het white, we're I like so, it's like it's like the opposite of crypt. It's like a battery charge. It's like oh, okay. And listen to mm. our to our listeners of color. I just want to say, when the revolution comes, please think kindly of us. <laughs> this is het white. Your white penis. <laughs> listen. <laughs> well, I know I meant you and me. I didn't mean all cis white men. <laughs> I thought Fuck you meant those you. other dudes. I don't care. No, please. We 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 love you. We want to help. Here's the thing. Um, I did see a tweet that was interesting to me today, and I'm debating Finally. whether or not to bring it up because it's maybe a little juicy. Too hot for podcast. It's a, I, but because Andy Kin, Andy Kindler, a comedian, very funny comedian that we know. Here in Los Angeles. He retweeted Jimmy Dore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he retweeted this guy, Jimmy Dore, who used to be... Another comedian that we uh, know, haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. But who has his own very popular online show. But he's gone full, like, white supremacy. Jimmy Dore. Really? I know he, like... There's a, there's a certain... Type of person. It's like a Joe Rogany. Yeah, it's the, oh, I forget what it's called. It's like the you. Um, oh, the incels. No, 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 oh. no. That's not what I mean. It's a theory oh. of like it's the it's the two extremes, and then they like meet at the top of the the curve. Oh, I see. What you're saying like he's not like a right wing fanatic. He's a left wing fanatic, yes. and he meets. Exactly at the top of the curve yes. or the right way. Like and it's Joe, like he'll go on Tucker Carlson's like show. like Joe Rogan. No, but Joe Rogan's not. He's he's more right. He's not like a left-wing guy, Joe Rogan. I don't know what he is. All I know is he's he says... idiot. All I have to say... No, but I don't know what either of them are. They just say stupid shit online. Right. And, and Andy, Andy Kindler <laughs> tweeted some lame tweet that he tweet that Jimmy Dore tweeted and was like... I can't believe this guy used to be a comedian or something like that. Cause it wasn't like, it was like an unfunny observation about the Rittenhouse thing. Right. Where he was like provoke, he was being provocative or something. And I, it made me laugh because I've been sort of like observing this evolution. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I'd see him do stand up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, before Andy Kindler would go on or whatever. He used to have a comedy podcast. Yeah. Like, I just, I think I was on it once or you yeah, were on it once we were on or together, something. together, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was, like, a long time ago. But I've just seen, like, the whole, like, ivermectin and masks are a lie and blah, blah. You know, like, all this, like, COVID is a, is a cold. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I've seen it and I'm, like, literally, like, I don't know why I brought that up other than I had half a martini and I, I'm getting a little loose. <laughs> I'm getting a little loose, guys. So anyway, we're doing one a month. This is our November episode. We're going to have a December episode. That'll be our final episode of 2021. And we were a little like, what do we do? I will say this. I will say this. Mm -hmm. Personally, and where 
I think I can speak for you on this. Mm-hmm. We just we went to New York last week. So so we spent a week in New York, Paul did some variety shows. But yes. I, I will say this personally, I no longer feel somehow I've gradually come to the place where I don't feel on lockdown anymore. That could change because the pandemic, the virus could, you know, could I know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like yeah. the way that my life has gradually and I'm still in this hybrid of like doing stuff from home and in person, but I'm not that space that lockdown created for people that had the ability to stay home and stay distanced has closed in on me suddenly. Like it's no longer there for me. And I think for you as well. I might be wrong. Things are back to what they used to be in many ways. There's a demand on our time and energy outside of. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and you know, it's work, but it's also social stuff and seeing people, which I really am very greedy for now. Family too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw my brother for the first time last week since, um, December 29, since Christmas 2019 mm-hmm. because of COVID. Yeah. He lives in Philly. Him and, him and his wife, my sister-in-law live in Philly and they were able to take the train to New York and we got to spend the weekend. I mean, like, I, I just don't feel like now I've seen every family, like I've seen my mom, I've seen my dad, I've yeah. seen my brother and my sister, you know, like yeah. I, I just kind of been, so the idea of the podcast, which has slowly evolved to this sort of after dinner talk instead of like, Lockdown musings or whatever. Trapped. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We were like, what do we do? What do we do in 2022? And your proposal is that we we keep it up. Yeah, we do it once a month. We do it once a month. Yeah. But I'm just curious if that lands on our audience. And I mean, like, and other people that listen are in different places too. Yeah. In different parts of the world where, Mm -hmm. like, Australia is about to go on lockdown again. Man, I know. I know. Yeah. It's rough. And so now we're in this weird, disparate, like, situation with the world. Mm-hmm. Probably most of our listeners are American and can- Canadian. God, I hope so. <laughs> but I just, yeah, so you were saying once a month, and I was sort of like, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Because I love, but also, by the way, I'm the one that really loves, I mean, I know you love doing it, mm-hmm. but you have other podcasts. It's this true. This is my only podcast. It's true. I don't have another podcast. Yeah. I have no designs on having another podcast. Oh, you say that now. Well, like, I don't have, like, a someone that's, like, let's do this. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. And, like, in general, this... And I did have a podcast a long time ago with my friend Aaron Ginsberg, and it was real goofy, and we just... Yeah. It was conversational like this. Janie and Aaron does Hollywood. It's not up it's anymore. Gone. You don't it's even have gone. to... It's gone. You'll I, never see it, it now. Down. We stopped paying for or 10 listeners to listen. To. <laughs> but I will say this is like, that was just for fun mm-hmm. and kind of like a way to hang out with Aaron. And, and yeah. this is for fun and a way for us to hang out or get our feelings out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's the only one. And I wanted to keep like, for me, the podcast was like everything. Mm-hmm. Like I loved it. Yeah. Now that life is coming back, I'm like, how does this work? How like, does this fuck this podcast? <laughs> I'm not that way. I, I just don't know what it is anymore. It's yeah. a different Thing. But yeah. I am open to the once a month and I'm willing to do it. 
Yeah. And I like th- sell I've, the ads because we have some ads that sponsor each little. Uh, it's not like a lot of money, but it's like no. something that keeps it but kind it of alive. Yeah. It covers the expenses. But I, the I think we just have the... to pick a date each month and say we're going to stay home that night. Like if we're show. like, oh, it's the third Friday of every month or, da, yeah. da, da, or whatever that is. We should look at the calendar and we should announce it on the December episode. Like what Yoss. the date. Yas Queen. What the dates are going to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. I don't think we should... Because stuff could come up. Like lock it in. We should we should try to do that. We should try to release it. But we also might, let's say if, if, you know, there's a Friday that we end up working or something, we know that's coming. We record on a Wednesday or Thursday or something and release it on but if, Friday. Or, so in other words, but if we say the third week of every month, like I'm just saying hypothetically, I'm yeah. not saying, I'm not proposing the third week of every month, but right, know right, right. that like, well, we'll, we'll figure out or a, like the middle a of regular, every, the middle of every month or the end of the every odds. month. We just shoot for the odds, <laughs> the 15th of every month. Or the beginning of, what we need to say is like, there'll be a new episode, the beginning, middle or end of every month. Yes. And we need to pick beginning, middle or end. Right. And we pick that but each we month. Don't, and we pick what? We pick that each month. No. <laughs> no, I think it should be consistent. Yes, honey. Because you don't want one I'm to kidding. come out the final Friday of one month and the I'm first Friday. I'm kidding. Fr- okay, uh, fine. <laughs> wow, hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty good. So anyway, talk about your variety shows. Tell tell about New York and, and uh, also because people can find them online. Yeah, That's well, so exciting. we'll talk more about that right after this break. Oh. Hey, this episode is sponsored by... BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Homekins, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for our listeners, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Homekins. Hi, guys. I want to talk to you about Feels CBD. That's F. E-A-L-S CBD. I started taking Feels not just because they are a wonderful sponsor of ours, but because it has helped me with sort of calming myself in today's turbulent turmoil of a world. That's not really an adjective, is it? Turmoil is a noun. Oh, well, you know what I'm saying. I love Feels CBD because it's made up of U.S. grown full spectrum hemp and 100% USDA MCT oil for maximum efficacy. They have no fillers, flavors, or fluff. It's just a premium quality product that helps you feel your best. Do you have trouble like kind of taking the edge off at the end of the day, but maybe you're not into like weekend water or exercise or whatever? You can use their beautiful CBD tincture, which comes in a gorgeous flesh-colored matte glass bottle with a tincture dropper that you put under your tongue and find yourself 
relaxing, helping you sleep. Their products are triple tested. You can feel good about what you're putting in your body and they will replenish your supply every 30 days with their membership program. So in addition to saving 30% off your monthly order, you can easily swap strengths or pause at any time, earn a $20 account credit for every friend you send their way. So please go to feels.com, F-E-A-L-S.com and tell them we sent you with our special promo code HOMEKINS, H-O-M-E-K-I-N-S. Get your discount and enjoy Feels CBD for calming down maybe before you have a big meeting or just like kicking back and hanging out with friends. And my favorite, I know I've mentioned this before, I think it makes a beautiful gift. I'm not going to lie. I love things that come in small boxes that are practical and useful. And with the holidays coming up, you can't go wrong. Feels.com. Use promo code HOMEKINS. You guys, I want to talk to you about meal kits. Do you know what meal kits are? They're basically this thing where you like subscribe to a company called Green Chef. And then they send you a box of meals that you prepare in your home and they've done all the grunt work okay so they have pre-portioned easy to follow recipes delivered right to you eating well has never been simpler you never have to worry about having to plan or shop for dinner again green chef is the first usda certified organic meal kit so you can enjoy hand-picked organic veggies and premium proteins without having to worry about where they come from my personal experience with green chef is it fucking rocks okay here's the deal you got to make dinner every night of your life sometimes it's a grind with green chef that comes right to your door and you get a recipe card and it tells you exactly what to do. You don't have to use your precious brain power to figure it out because they did all the thinking and planning for you. So please, please try it out. You know how you do it? You go to greenchef.com slash homekins125. That's greenchef.com with code HOMEKINS125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. Greenchef.com, HOMEKINS125. Damn. Magic spoon, magic spoon, pour some into a bowl. Magic spoon, magic spoon, yeah, I'm on a roll. Hey, growing up, let's talk about growing up. I'm going to do, I'm going to do one of yours voiceover style growing up. Cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but I had to give it up. Well, it doesn't work because now he's not a kid anymore. Okay. Had to give it up. You know why? Cause sugar, it's just sugar. That's all the kids breakfast cereals are. They're it's sugar. Addictive. It's addictive. Sugar blues. It doesn't give you anything. No, except joy, <laughs> which is why magic spoon is helping us all out. It replaces the yes. joy with something good for you. We want that. We want that feeling, but we also want to be sensible people who are Feel not free. going to kill themselves with, sugar. with sugars. So Magic Spoon has come in to save the day. You would eat cereal watching Underdog, that moldy old cartoon. 
still in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Is there, is there anyone alive besides me who remembers Underdog? I like that they stay true to Underdog in the Macy's Parade. They stay true to him. They don't kick him out. They don't fire him. They're loyal to him, yes. As a dog would be loyal to us. Hmm. Tell me more about Magic Food for food. thought. I'll tell you more. You want to read from the numbers? Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories a serving, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Is that enough information for you? Is it also guilt-free? That's up to you and your God. Me? Good point. Guilt-free. Some, some Puritans fresh off the boat with a buckle on their hat? All they got is guilt. What a way to live. And guess what? You can build your own box with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, Zacharino, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, that's one flavor, and maple waffle, also one flavor. Mm. Magic Spoon just recently brought back two super popular flavors, cookies and cream and maple waffle, permanently! These are, they, they've taken them down from the rafters and put it back into active rotation. You know what? Good move, smooth move, Magic Spoon. You can make, you can get these again, try them for the first time. They're delicious and indulgent. All right. I'm going to call you to action right now. Go to magicspoon.com slash homekins to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code homekins at checkout and save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. And this is kind of sexy. It is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. I'm just attracted to that swagger. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, and they're not even going to ask you why. They don't, they don't care. If you don't like it, that's on you. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal. There it is. At magicspoon.com slash homekins, and use code homekins to save $5 off. Thank you, you, Magic Spoon. Pachow! We're back. Do you believe in In magic in a young girl's heart? (laughs) Ew. That it puts us on our, it just puts it in our brain. I'm very excited about Thanksgiving coming up. First of all, I hope everyone has loved ones they get to see, or maybe they don't want to see, and that's what they're thankful for. Hey, man, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, people are at different places with their families. And so I think Thanksgiving is like, it's an okay holiday in a way because it's like everyone's just, you know, don't they don't have to go to work, hopefully. (laughs) God, I hope not. But some people do because like restaurants are open and people go to restaurants. We did that one year. I hated that in a weird way. It didn't feel right. It, it was felt like bougie. It, well, like bring me food on this holiday, <laughs> as opposed to just any day you walk in a restaurant and you're like, bring me food. But it was supposed to be like the week we all agreed not to do stuff. No, I know. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> like it. I mean, I, I of course loved our company and the food was oh, great. Yeah, I loved but the it company. didn't feel like Thanksgiving. It didn't feel like Thanksgiving. But some people, that's their deal on Thanksgiving. Absolutely, yeah, like, that's and they love their it. Tradition. And I say, and... good for you. <gasps> Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Hi! Cuckoo! I hope you can hear Cuckoo. If you hear, some people can't hear Cuckoo. If I you, hope when if you're, you can hear Cuckoo, it's good luck. I hope when you're hearing Cuckoo right now, you're wearing your Stay of Homekins It's Cuckoo shirt from Kinship Goods, right. which is one of the newer pieces of merch that Featuring they made for Featuring the two-headed us. Cuckoo that looks like us. Go to kinshipgoods.com. People loving that one. People loving that one. I loved Thanksgiving when I was a kid because we would get together with 
my oh, the cousins. cousins. The cousins. Yeah. On my dad's side. Shout out to the Tompkins family. Shout out to Tompkins. Hey, cousin Joan. Are you, do you still listen to us? Yeah, cousin Joan sent us those Phillies sweatshirts. I know. It's so sweet. It was so nice. I love my Christmas Phillies. Okay. And we would have so much fun. Like, because we started doing it when we were little kids. And then we did it for years and years and years and years. And my mom told me one time, I think it was like, because at one point it got to be the 50th anniversary of doing it. Wow. Yeah. So it started before I was born. Yeah. And I remember my mom saying the idea was that we would do it until we had our own families. And then Split they off. would, yeah, then they would, you would have Thanksgiving with your own family. And no one did it. They we just, just kept doing clung it. to it. Yeah, we just kept doing it. The yeah. one, the, I think I did it a couple times with your family mm-hmm. when we go back to Philly. Yeah. And it was like, I couldn't hang. Oh, I know. It was too long. Yeah. And that one time, like, I left. Remember, I went back to my brother and said, this is not cool, what I'm about to say. No, it's okay. That you passed out drunk on your cousin's Yes. Yes. I also threw up. But remember, I couldn't find you the next day. I know, because my phone died. And I was like, I think something bad happened to Paul. And I I didn't have, like... Which was true. But I didn't have (laughs) enough information on your family members on, like, who to call and, like... Right, track you down right, and right, stuff. Right. I don't even remember how I got back to my brothers. Like, I think I took the rental car and left you behind. Yeah, you must have. I was like, I can't. It was like three in the morning, and I was like, Yeah, we've been eating and drinking for fucking ten hours, yes. and I, I gotta go back to my brothers. Because house. this is the thing: as we got older, eventually it became that we would have people would have separate Thanksgivings, but then they would go to we like our family would go to. Uh, my cousin's family for dessert. And right. it was always in the same house. Yeah, Joan's house. Joan's house, yeah. yes, which was my Uncle Dick and Aunt Marge's house before they passed away. And they, so then Joan so got the house. So the continuity of Yes, it. exactly, okay. exactly. That's Everything was in the same place as it always was, you know. <laughs> it was very, like, that was very, um, that was very heartwarming. You yeah, know what I mean? It was very comforting to, to go to that house every year. Yes. and And so that particular year, was the first Thanksgiving after my mom died. Yes. And I was... 2008 then. It was 2000... Because remember, we were living in New York at the time. We took the train. That was the time. Because you... I had the MRSA? Yeah, yeah. the MRSA. But I, I mean, was trying not to say it all up. That's you okay. didn't care. I'm not ashamed. He had the MRSA. Hey, look, I had a MRSA infection. He had the MRSA. <laughs> I had a big, big, gigantic boil on the side of my face. And, and then one, slept, night I, one night I came home from work. I fell asleep in my for clothes. 16 hours, for and woke like, up in the same position. Like for 16 hours. And yeah. I was like, you got to go to the doctor. And it was like terrifying kind of. Oh, it was very scary. it was like too close to your brain, in my opinion. Good point, honey. Then I got another one on our anniversary trip to on Paris. On leg, I know. Yes. And I still have a divot and in my leg. And ter- because they had to fucking carve it out. Yeah. And they yeah, put yeah, you yeah. on really strong antibiotics. And yeah. Say, Y'all, I swear I look after Paul. I'm not trying to kill him and give him Who would be, It's Wouldn't it be weird if someone was I'm blaming like you for this? I'm pushing him to the doctor all the time. I'm like, go to the doctor, get this checked, get yeah. that checked. But that year, uh, obviously, but I don't, I, my mom died in... 2007. 2007. Yeah. So it was the first. Well, then it was the but second the Thanksgiving. Summer. It was the se- second then. Yeah. It was the second Thanksgiving after your mom Are you sure died. it wasn't the first? Yeah. I'm sure because I think the first one, 
I hate to bring this up. Oh, yeah. Might have been when we went to your sister's and they had started eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she told me the wrong time. And we'd flown from California. That's why it was like a different because we'd (laughs) flown from California and we were like, this was like a big deal. We spent a lot of money on the Are you sure that wasn't the same night? And then we went to. I don't think it was the same night. I think it was a different year. All right. I think the year that. Because it was the year you were in New York. This is not exciting to our listeners to be figuring this out. So did we... No, but if... So we trained down from from New New York. Yes. And then got a rental car? I think we did, yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't put it past us. Why wouldn't? I mean, why not? But yeah, but I was... But I I feel like... Or I had a car. I had a way to get back to my brothers. I know that. I I don't think Uber was big yet. No, it was not. Yeah. But I, man, I there don't was know. a way for me to get back. To I my feel like it was somehow. that first year because I because that's what set me off. I know for a fact it was 2008 because we were living in New York and we didn't move to New York until 2008. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I stayed up. I stayed up very late drinking. And passed with out my cousins, cousins house. passed okay. out, Ca- and then couch. I woke to Joan's husband Egon handing me my phone because I plugged the phone in downstairs, and then I passed out upstairs. And he handed I me the phone. I thought you woke up on the couch drooling with kids playing on top of you. That was how I imagined. That's him. very specific, and no, that did not happen. <laughs> I just know, like I, br- I, I somehow I picked you up. I think I went back. Yeah, and you came you up. and got me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had someone's car. Maybe it was my brother's car. Probably. Maybe it wasn't a rental. Maybe I just borrowed. Yeah. And maybe it was 2007. <laughs> you had the MRSA. All right. I'm just I had saying. the MRSA in New York. In 2008. But the MRSA had nothing to do with it my It did cousin. because you were worried that because you because you were worried about it being contagious on the furniture that you passed off. We had a big conversation about it. I don't remember that at all. Yes. Wow. I was worried about it being. <laughs> I was like, I don't oh. think it's good that you had it, that you slept on the like. Oh, so you were worried about it? Um, <laughs> I just remember it being a part of things. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> this was was this exciting at all to like figure out for anybody to listen to? I wanted to talk. I don't about know if it variety. was for anybody. It was for me. I wanted to talk about New York. You did your variety shows. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You did a variety show here. Well, I will say this. Mm-hmm. It was a whirlwind. Yes, it was. I did a variety show here in Los Angeles. This night Sunday before we night, got on the seventh. We got on the plane next day. Got the on a plane. Morning of the eighth. Yeah. We went. That all worked out though. It did all work out. It did all work out. It became a whirlwind once we got to New York, where we thought we had all this time, <laughs> and then it turned out like everything was very tight. Yes. First of all, you got a bunch of auditions. Oh my god! I got. By the way, I haven't heard anything from anybody. <laughs> I've si- first of all, the first one I definitely didn't get because it it shot. It started work last Tuesday. Yeah. So probably not that one. That one I really wanted because it was like this woman who maims her husband's dick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not... Dream roll. It has nothing to do with you or anything. I know that. I don't take it personally. I'm just saying that sounded like a really fun part. Yeah. I was very excited about it. I was like, I can bring some humor to this Mm -hmm. situation, whatever. Right. I was like... I don't know how to get a, a tape done in New York. We brought like stuff home 
our stuff with us from home. Yeah. But you were like putting out fires with your show. Show. Yes, I had um, some guests drop out on both. I was doing four shows over two nights. I had uh, one guest drop out both nights that I had to then like find the a replacement day, for. By the way, like the day of. One, yeah. Were they, one yeah, was one the day was, before and one, one was, was the, the day, day of. One was the day before one was the day of. And um, it all worked out. And the people that I got to replace those people were terrific. So basically what happened was... So all this is running around. So you yeah. were busy. So I, I was like, I got to find someone to tape me. So I just Googled like self-tapes. And, and this guy's like, I can do it tomorrow. Here's the address. My apartment is da-da-da-da. And I was like, am I going to this stranger's apartment? Right. I guess I am. Mm-hmm. So I did. And then after that, I got more auditions. And then my friend was like, babe, I can tape you at my, at my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you sure I don't want to? rope you into this drama and she was like no no yeah yeah so i'm over there i'm at my friend kate and remy's house because they're That's in, two people by the way yeah they're like there for um remy's working in new york this year and they moved from minneapolis well, he's working on the great white way we won't say which show but he's going to be on broadway darling <laughs> he's going to i'll say the show yeah say it he's he's rehearsing for music man with hugh jackman and sutton foster and they they are based in Minneapolis, and so they moved to New York for the year with their daughter. Not you and Sutton. Yeah, no, Kate and Remy. And so they, I was like, oh, so they're helping me with all my auditions, and, da, da. and I was like, Paul's guest dropped out. I'm over there, and they're like, oh, man, what is he looking for? And I was like, I don't know, like someone notable that he can interview or blah, 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 blah. And they're like, what about like Duray McKiss? McKesson, am I saying his name? McKesson. Right? McKesson. What about DeRay McKesson? And I was like, well, like, would he do it? And they're like, I don't know. Like, our our very good friend is close with him. She runs Lemonada Media. It's a podcast company, but she used to manage him. Let's I'll just shoot her a text. And then, like, within like an hour, they had like taped my auditions replaced <laughs> Paul's guest with like an even bigger name than was the one who dropped out. Yeah. It, like in my opinion. And then it was like, I was like literally like, I don't know what to do to like send to you guys, but you literally saved our fucking asses yeah. today. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. saved our fucking For asses. Sure. And because you had put out all these feelers to replace the guest on that show when your guest dropped out the next morning, which I couldn't fucking believe. Like I turned around for five seconds. I went to go get like a coffee or something. And you're like, I guess who was, just canceled. It was like one second after you walked out. You're like, so and so just, and I was on yeah. my way to Kate and Remy's cause they were taping me for a second audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, do you want me to ask them? And, and you're like, no, no, they've done enough. And you had already kind of put feelers out yeah. the day before yeah. for this other fire you were extinguishing. Mm-hmm. And so you had kind of someone in mind that was, by the way, like she was amazing. She's terrific. Yeah. She was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Better than I think would mm-hmm. have been the original person or different. I think equal to. Yeah. Different for sure. Yeah. But fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. So, like, all this was, like, happening and amidst, like, being jet-lagged, trying to see family, trying to see friends, and just kind of get these shows going. And then both variety shows were fucking amazing. I went Thank to both. You, honey. I went to both. I brought friends to both. I wish I got my brother and sister-in-law to stay for the second one because I didn't know that they were not so strict. 
Right. Because right, we'd already right. shown, va- like, there was space for them in the area to sit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't know because also you didn't know either. Yeah. Because you were like, it's really strict. And then when we got there, it wasn't, you know? Right. right and right. then, um, like, there was space. But, mm-hmm. like, the here's the whole moral of the story. Oh, I didn't know this was a one of those stories. Yeah, there was a whole moral <laughs> to the story, which is Paul started doing his variety show back in September. And these shows sell out in five fucking minutes because, mm-hmm. you know, these are like small venues and people like know about it and they're in town and either in Brooklyn or L.A. where they ha- happen. Mm-hmm. And so many people were like, oh, my gosh, we really want to see this. Da, da, da. And you guys have figured out a way to put these shows online. Yeah, we've we've been recording them. Which is them. amazing. We've been recording them. That people them. can stream Absolutely. them from home. Yeah. So they're up on Vimeo. Vimeo.com slash Paul F. Tompkins. You will find the videos there. So right now, as of this recording, we have the September show, which is slightly discounted because there's a few moments, just a few, of uh, sound glitches that were not that that are not up to our standards. Not enough to ruin the show, but enough that we felt like we'll knock some we'll 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 offer this one for half price. Yeah, so that one's a five dollar ticket. Yeah. And then the November seventh show is up there now. And we'll be putting up the not only the um the two Varietopias that we did at the Bell House in Brooklyn, but also the two Spontorcos, which are uh, uh which are improv shows that I do with uh Eugene Cordero, Tony Newsom and Janet Varney. Um and that's where we interviewed DeRay and then uh Chris Wallace, writer for Vanity Fair on the second show. And we do improv based on that uh, on that interview. And so people should know the Varietopias also have musical guests. Yes, it's a full on variety. Probably show. we shouldn't announce. I mean, it'll because uh, yeah. when people experience the variety show in the audience, it's a they surprise. are not told ahead of time who the musical guest is and who the entertainer guest is. Yeah, like that is all like incorporated into the unfolding of the night. So it's probably better just to stream the shows and try to experience them as if as if you were there. But Varietopia and then I guess Spontorco is coming yeah. um, at Vimeo.com slash Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think you really enjoy them. I thought the quality looks really good of the yeah. recordings and the sound and Absolutely. everything. So I I'm will... just so excited that people get to experience this because so many people are like, are you going to come? Are you going to bring it here? Are you going to bring know, it here? Can we, can we live stream it? And live streaming is great and everything, but also people live in different time zones. True. And so this way you can kind of make a night of it because they're going to be up for a short spell and, yeah. and you can get get it in we would love to get to the point where we are both live streaming and archiving the shows right Uh, because it is look we watched our friend natalie's live stream she did a show natalie walker did a show with uh bonnie bonnie milligan why am i blanking on her last name it's bonnie milligan okay bonnie milligan and natalie walker did a cabaret show they did a cabaret show at 54 below which is a new uh, york city venue that has it has sort of like equipment and it's set up for this live streaming situation. Yeah. And we watched a show. It was 5 p.m. here, 6 p.m. here, something like that. Whatever time they did their show in New York. It was 5 p.m. here, I think. And it was, I got, I have to say. Really great quality. It was great quality. But also knowing that it was happening as we were watching it, I, I couldn't believe how much that affected my. The experience how of the felt. community. Yeah, the, experience. the connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was more exciting than I thought it was going to be. That aspect I of mean, it. I mean, here's the thing. I've been sort of the pre-pandemic. Okay, 
I was sort of like an early adopter of this technology because I used to go to these like National Theater Live broadcasts. Don't act like I didn't do that too. I did bring it into our lives though. I have to be honest that I'm the one who yeah, okay. brought it in. Paul also attended with me. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes without you. <laughs> well, you did go see that one when they switched roles in yes, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I was like, no, I'm cool. Like, I mean, I love Benedict. <laughs> well, what okay. My point is this. I love that technology so much. However, National Theater Live, guess what? It's not live. Not fucking live. No, because it's another country on it's the other side of the world. Live. Yeah. It's not fucking live. No. They're sending the print of the live recording. Yeah. It's recorded live. To these yes. like venues around the world. And so you get the impression that you're experiencing the thing. And I'm, and so it's not exactly that. But in my mind, because I've been saying this for years, even when we lived back in our apartment in Los Feliz, mm-hmm. I would say to you, like, there's got to be a way you could do, like, this has got to be, this is the yeah. wave of the future. Because remember, you went and did that mystery science theater. It wasn't mystery science theater. Uh, Rift Tracks. Rift Tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and a they simulcast did a show. simulcast. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand why your variety shows can't be simulcast. Like, yeah. I was like, Largo needs to get in on this and da 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 da. Yeah. And then no one did anything. Mm-hmm. No one did anything. Well, because it, at the time, it was, that, it was like cost prohibitive. It was too new. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, simulcasting is not new, but it was expensive. And there, there were very few people that were doing it. Right. You know? It was not like what we have now. It was not even close to what we have now. You know what I mean? And then the pandemic lockdown kind of created this sort of necessity for yeah, for absolutely. the live stuff. Yeah. And it's only going to get better, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would think. The thing that I think is I difficult think. right now for streaming live things or or especially archives of live things is that... As people are watching, they now can watch other stuff and they can go see things in person. And I think that the... Oh, the, the demand. The, well, yeah, the desire to watch things like that is maybe has maybe lessened. Because the experiential part of being, if you're boosted and you feel safe and yeah. you're going somewhere, you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... I mean, look, nothing beats that. And I fully admit that, but... But not everyone lives in a city where... Very true. Where they get to see Variotopia yeah. and, and people have asked. Yeah. Like, oh, oh are you going to bring it here? Are you going to oh, bring I know. it up? Yes. And I, know. I don't know. It's the first question. Anytime you say you're doing a show, the first question is, when are you going to bring it to my city? I know. Yeah. And it's like, you can't be everywhere. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. I just think it's like kind of this magical thing that eventually is going to, it's going to get perfected and it's going to have the right balance of people who yeah. want to... Because I also here's what I think. Mm-hmm. Imagine a world. Imagine a world. It's exciting. Imagine a world where like different comedy clubs in other towns mm-hmm. they broadcast the simulcast. So you go to that club and you have drinks with your friends, mm-hmm. but you get to see Variotopia live with everyone in Los Angeles into that club. Like a simulcast you. club, yeah. but maybe you live in the middle of the country somewhere in Kansas or whatever. And maybe it's not a comedy club because they're gross. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> not a comedy club, but a cool like 
a cool yeah, place to go. Yeah, I know go. what you mean, though. Like a venue to, to do a, a thing like that. A go where you go and yeah. see friends, and you have drinks, and you have nibbles, and like you're sitting nibbles! around. You're sitting around in cool chairs, and you're like hanging out, and then they broadcast a live thing. I would love I would love for my you show to be treated saying? like, yes, I do. I would love for my show to be treated like a baseball game. That's the way, that's like going <laughs> to happen. Time. Like, yeah. people haven't figured this out yet, but there yeah. is a way to do it. You know, where it's an event and you're not like sitting on your laptop in your room. Yeah. Like I mean, crying look, what's to great Adele is- and then <laughs> <laughs> you're like the cemetery of my heart. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing. You can do that too. Yeah. But I do like that like casting to your television from your computer has come a long way. Like yes. there's a lot of there's a lot of things that make this more enjoyable. Like the technology is so good now. You know, I, I don't know. So anyway, that's uh, Vimeo.com slash Paul F. Tompkins. And the like, shows are up there now. I, don't know, I know like this technology has helped us so much during the times that we lived through. Like, oh, my God. I used to call my mom all the time, and now it's FaceTime only. Yeah. Which is great because she's hearing impaired, and it helps. To read the lips. To yeah. read the lips. I will say that like Zoom, like doing shows online really helped me through the pandemic. Yes. Being able to do that yes. really helped Feeling me. Feeling connection to people through online, yes. whether podcast, FaceTime, Zoom, yeah. whatever. But like, I was still doing the things that I do, you know? Yes, and you were doing your live shows, and I don't know, like, I feel like we were very blessed that we had the technology. Um, not everyone had access to it. Yeah. But, so, yeah, yeah, but yeah. more and more people are, especially with the infrastructure stuff and you know like it, it's just it's gonna happen yeah it's going to happen yeah yeah, yeah. also the tech companies need it to happen which mm-hmm. is kind of gross but whatever they yeah. they helped it i mean like you can, you have to hand it to to technology you gotta hand it to technology it's not always run by like great people in fact it never is <laughs> i feel like there's that's not always the who's case. like the the nicest tech person the coolest tech bro Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, they're not all bros. There's women who like come up with apps. And I'm There's, leaning like, the, in. The Bumble woman. The, the Bumble, Bumble woman. <laughs> she went public or whatever this year. I don't know. If now, she's when you nice. say the Bumble woman, I think of the girl that was in that Blind Melon video. <laughs> and I think she's all grown up now. <laughs> oh my God, you're just so Gen X right now. That was like the most, <laughs> literally the most Gen X That's thing a hardcore Gen you X have reference. ever fucking yeah. said yeah, in yeah, yeah. my entire years of no- <laughs> Like, I am so much more Gen X than you, and I could not have said that. Blind. Let me tell you something. I was also sweating over the band name. I was like, God, I hope it's Blind Melon. I'm just going to throw it out it there. It is Blind Melon. I know. Wow. That was like the heart of Gen Xness. Bumble Woman. That was the heart of it. <laughs> Who is the best? No, who really is the best text? And honestly, Frances Haugen, the was the Facebook whistleblower. She's the new wave, in my opinion, because she worked there and she was like, "These right. these bitches are bad." If she does something, if she creates her own thing, that would be great. No, because what she's creating is this awareness and regulation movement. I understand that. But that's a thing. I, that's yes, a big thing. I, it is. It is. But that's not the same as inventing a yes, thing. Exactly. Like, I made up Google. I created Google from I. I built. 
This Oculus is not to diminish what she Oculus did. I'm saying I, I thought that's what we were talking about. That's all. Sort of. It was what we were talking about, but what I'm saying is like she's the next wave of what's going to happen, which is I hope which so. is tech Technology with a conscience. Yeah. I think that's going to be the next wave. Do you think we're actually going to get there? Yeah, I do. <sighs> I do because, and I here, I have like, I have like some weird opinions that a lot of people what? don't have. Yeah. Like, I don't think Facebook in and of itself is bad. I think the product has gone, has gotten shitty. Yeah. The concept is fine. But what I'm saying is, so like that. So people who are like, I'm quitting Facebook or delete it, which mm. by the way makes me laugh because they all are on Instagram, which is the same company. Yeah, I know. Whatever. It's still Meta. I'm one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I know it's I know. a hollow. It's like okay, I roll my eyes a little. I'm sorry, but I do. Don't roll your eyes at me. I'm not rolling your eyes at you. My eyes at you. I'm saying at the idea of it. <laughs> my point is that I think it's bad news. To leave the to to abandon the product as opposed to being like I'm an avid user of your product and it's crap and I mm. want it to be improved. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I do. But it is crap, and I don't think they're they're not listening to the people that are saying this is crap. Not at this moment, but it's probably about to get farmed out to somebody else because I fucking hope so. Because but- Zuckerberg wants to do this meta stuff and like he's got this other thing going on and then someone's gonna have to clean up the Facebook mess. I know because the product is not I don't know running don't- at optimum But it's it is running it is. It's not though. They're making they're it's making money from the thing that everybody <laughs> that everybody hates. I know, but it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. So whoever gets appointed it, whoever is like, you're the Facebook, you're the next Facebook guru or mm-hmm. whatever, they might actually, like, if they pick a good steward of it, they might improve the product. I don't think the product in and of itself is bad. I think it's the people who run run it that are bad. That's what I think. Well, it's but, not being but, run well. Yeah, but that that's the thing. It's like nobody is I don't think anyone's blaming the concept of Facebook and the idea of that. being able to I think I think it, the conversation gets muddy. Cuz they're like, "Oh, social media, social media did this. Social media like radicalized people." And it's like, "No, people radicalized other people." True, but the people that it's not I, sound I don't, like I don't guns think don't kill people. I, yeah. I don't think people are saying that at least I don't interpret it this way. The people are saying the idea of social media is bad. They're saying they're saying that these companies are doing this. They're saying that people they're allowing they're, it to happen. Yes, the people running these companies are not running them responsibly. Yes, that they've been given this the keys to the kingdom. Yes, and they and they have like divorced themselves from the consequences because they don't care. It's like the fucking Sacklers. Yes, you know it's true. Yeah, it is true. Yes, I agree. It's the sack. It's like the sack. We just watched. Dope I think Sick, that brings us to recommendations. We just watched Dope Sick, which, by the way, let me tell you something. Dope Sick is television's potential being fucking realized because they told this huge, important story based on a real tragedy that happened in our fucking country and is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. 
and it's complicated with so much dignity and intelligence and artistry. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they told that story. It's a fucking huge story. Yeah, they did a really good job. They I did think. it in eight episodes. Yeah. And they distilled it and like jumped around in time in a way. I don't know. I thought it was amazing. Did yeah. you like it as I much it was, as I did? No, I, I thought it was really terrific. I, I thought, thought they the did a great job. Unreal. The acting is great. And, you know, it will, it, it's sad. It's, it's about the opioid ep- epidemic and it'll make you sad and it'll make you angry. But I think that um, we need to, I, I, right now, I don't know that I know anybody who has been caught up in that. There might be somebody though. You know what I mean? Like I have a big family. There might be somebody that might be I, an old friend of mine. Like I, yeah. I don't know, but it's very pervasive. It's all over the place mm-hmm. and it's extremely sad and enraging. Um, and I think we, we kind of, we need to hear the story, even if it does not, well, I would say, especially if it does not affect us directly, we need to hear the story. You need to know that this is going well, on. Well, Yeah. And also because like, for example, like, you know, my brother had five back surgeries and stuff and, um, you know, they gave him like time released oxy yeah. for, for it. And it's, it's scary. Like I had my wisdom teeth out and I was given, I couldn't hold anything down. I got very, very ill. I went mm-hmm. to the ER twice um, because I was dehydrated from illness and I couldn't take anything or hold anything down for the pain. And they gave me opioid nasal spray. Mm-hmm. And I remember this, this is so not even close to what this story is about. But like, I just remember like, I'd never felt anything like that in my life. Mm -hmm. I had to ask my parents to take the nasal spray away Mm -hmm. because I wanted to continue like squirting it. Yeah. It was so, I had. How long would it last when you, when you did that? Um, this was a long time ago, but in my estim in my memory of it, I would say like, you know, like a good like forty minutes or so, like of feeling just completely like blissed out. Jesus Christ. That's really scary. And I if I recall, like it 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 you don't even think about the pain. Like mm-hmm. you're just kind of like euphoric yeah. on it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, this shit's good. Like, I really loved it so much. I don't even think they make that nasal spray anymore. I hope not. <laughs> Sounds like trouble. It was. It was. I th- yeah. I, I was like, please take this away. Mm-hmm. Take it. I'm mm-hmm. done. Like, I, but I, I, it's been years. It's been years. And I only used it during that briefest of time to mm-hmm. get through my, my wisdom teeth illness. Mm-hmm. And I still think about it. I can't even imagine if you're like hooked on opioids. Mm -hmm. And the thing I learned about from Dipstick, and I didn't read the book. I heard the book was great that it's based on like excellent reporting and stuff. That that, it changes your brain chemistry. It changes it. And that's like for like two years or more is like the late. I mean, that's like. I don't know. I, I just thought that the the series was done so well. It's on Hulu, and because it was educational, like yeah. I, you know, I didn't. You also, under- we also watched that doc. What was the doc on? Oh, the, the Alex Gibney, the yeah. Crime of the Century. Crime of the Century. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also another amazing documentary on Netflix called The Pharmacist about this uh, oh, guy's yeah. son who 
was unfortunately another victim of the opioid epidemic. Yeah. And I don't know. There's just, the stories are endless about the epidemic and like what like damage it has done. Yeah. But then to like see the Sacklers dramatized like that. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? I know it can't be that far from the truth. The way they were speaking. Oh, I have no doubt. I'm just saying like that people like exist like that. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's terrifying to imagine. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I want to recommend um, a movie, The Heart of a The Heart of a Fall, uh, on Netflix, which is a great uh, western, mm-hmm. um, very violent, very fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> Violence and fun. There's the opposite of that would be Sweet Tooth, which I don't think I recommended last time. I don't think you a, did either. Another you Netflix series. The, I didn't watch it, but you liked it. Yeah, I resisted it for the longest time. I wasn't quite sure about it. And then I started watching it. And it's really lovely. It's a very sweet show. Uh-huh. Um, like a post-apocalyptic kind of thing um, where there are these uh, human-animal hybrids. And this is the story of this little boy who's like part deer. And it's one season? It's one season. They just got picked up for another season. Yeah. But it's very sweet. It's I really sweet. liked the mini series. Speaking of Netflix, mm. um, I enjoyed Made, which was based on a memoir, right? And I thought it was really well done. Um, another one that's tonally a little different for like uh, memoirs because it's about like domestic mm. abuse and stuff. But it, it, I thought it was really excellent. Like I got really sucked into that one. Yeah, and I'm listening to a podcast. I recommended. Earlier seasons, I'm listening to the plot thickens, and this season is about um, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, and it's pretty juicy, obviously, because their and because their story is is uh, very interesting. Yeah, and if you're interested at all in like the history of television or just te- television in general, um, I'm finding it fascinating mm-hmm. that. This, because their show was like, their show came out, they kind of didn't know what they were doing other than like, just that they purely wanted to do this thing. Right. And it became like the number one show of like all time or some shit. Like just with... It invented a genre. It invented a thing. Yeah. And and I I, want to say like if you're an artist or creator and you're interested on the creative process, which I love anything about the creative process, I like what it says. Like like not knowing is actually like a state of grace, I think, for artists. Mm Mm-hmm. And not being told like this is how it's done or this is how we do things or da 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 because I think that's a real like art boner killer like you just for sure yeah yeah like having sort of a naivete where you have to innovate and find your own way mm-hmm. can completely like liberate you. yeah having a belief in something yes what's funny is that it's like. Like a multi-camera sitcom, which did not exist before I Love Lucy, Mm -hmm. that they are saying there has to be a way to do this in front of an audience. So you knew all this already? Like this is something I I had no idea. I I, knew all that? I mean, from years ago. That his television history? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it is like, of course it wasn't impossible. You just had to figure out how to do it. Right. You know, but there's, but you're right. There are so many people 
and I'm sure this is this is true of all fields because this and this is this is what makes things suck. There's always somebody to say this is the way we've always done it. Yes. There's no point in doing it a different yes. way. Fucking sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's the reason a lot of things suck in our yeah. country yes. and the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I want to recommend a podcast called that I just got into called Too Scared Didn't Watch, which is these three women, one of whom likes to watch scary movies. <laughs> the other two don't. Okay. So the one <laughs> explains they don't the watch, movie. They, they don't, don't watch, watch the them. movie. They watch the trailer. They watch the trailer. Do they ever feel compelled to watch it? Then? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yes. One of them eventually gets more brave and starts watching some scary things. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. But it's it's really fun to listen to. And they, they have guests on. That's how I found out about it because our, uh, my friend Dan Lippert was in uh, uh, Paranormal Activity 5. Mm-hmm. And so he was he on the show. He did a great job. We, yeah. watched, we watched Paranormal Activity 5 guys over yeah. Halloween. It was There's really a, fun. A most recent episode, I think, is uh, they talk about Aliens, the sequel to Alien with uh, Haley Joel Osment. Oh, right. Um, and he, Who so we he, talked about in our Sixth Sense watch that's along. Right, that's right. We did our month of watch alongs in that's October. Right. Thanks for taking that journey with us, guys. Haley Joel, Philadelphia, now a loyal Dodgers fan. Gotta love him. Um, but he, so he explains what they, he, the, the guest or Sammy, the, the one who likes to watch scary movies, will walk the other two through what happens in the movie. Okay. And it's great. It's very entertaining to listen to. It's it's very, just, there's something that's very sweet about it. That makes it also sound like real-life friendships that you probably have in real life. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely, like Where yes. you're like, oh, my yeah. God, okay, this is what happens. And yeah. It, like, you're with your friends. Because there's like a sub... There's a like a sub category of people, and maybe some people that are listening to this are one of those, who will who don't like to watch scary movies, but will like read it on Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> Well, they want to be part of the conversation, probably. Yeah, they were yeah, just yeah. curious about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those are those are our Rex gang. Thank you for listening to our show. Please check out our official merch at kinshipgoods.com. And I have to say, we we post our picture, our pre-record picture. Um, on, on Instagram, Instagram right stay before at Homekins. owned by Meta. We have our own Stay of Homekins Instagram account. We also have our own Stay of Homekins Twitter account. We have an email address, stayfhomekins at gmail.com. And that's where I you can out. find us. During our, find? during our break, yeah? here's what I found out. What? Somebody posted this comment on what? our photo. Uh-oh. I don't like this. Cara Penguin. What? Probably her real name. <laughs> Please talk about how Alex from the morning show stole your sign off. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay strong, strong or stay home. Stay, We're going to have to watch and find this out. Okay, first of all. Now, unfortunately, that means watching minute. the morning show. What if we, I do watch the morning show, but I kind of dropped off. It fell that. off. There was one episode we were like, why are we watching this? But I do want to get back into it, by the way. Wait, can I just say, this is kind of sad. I told you this today. Mm. That a friend of mine, an actor friend of mine. Yes. That I like know from many years. He sent out like, I want to say it was like last night. He sent like a, you know, like a newsletter. Like, hey guys, um, I'm going to, I'm so excited to announce that I'm on tonight's morning show and he sent like a picture of him in costume and 
Because it was like a flashback scene. Yeah. So it was in like a 70s outfit. And, uh, you know, check it out. And it's just someone I know because we used to do background together on Friends. And he's like, I'm reunited with an old friend. Like, quote, you know, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so cool. I can't wait to see him on the morning show. Then this morning, I like opened my email and it was like a new, it was the same email, like new. And I was like, I read this email. Why is it showing up unread? And I clicked on it and it was like an addendum. And I was like, hey, guys, um, so I was cut out of the morning show. So my scene was cut out of the morning show. This is not even funny because I, I feel the pain of it, like uh, as a fellow Yeah, actor. of course. He's like, I was cut out of the morning show. Here's what the scene was. <laughs> like he like described it or whatever. And I was like, fuck. Like I was, because I was going to pick back up on the morning show too. Also to like yeah. check out his performance. Well, we're going to do it starting tonight. But also like, by the way, I'm just going to put this out there right now. If someone who writes for the morning show is a fan of Stay of Homekins, and that's where they got the info, mm-hmm. DM me because I want to be on the morning. <laughs> I would like to that's be the on. least you can do. I would like Put to be Janie on the morning, on the morning show. show. You coward! I'm a big you thief! I'm a big Reese Witherspoon fan. How dare you? Let her meet that whiskey in a teacup. Okay. So if you're taking our sign off, fine. Okay, fine. It's not fine, by the way, to me. It's not trademarked. What are we going to do? Just at least reach out and let, let us know. Janie on the morning show. Put let her be a big fan show. of, of uh, not Alex. Who's the other one? Who does Reese play? What's her character name? I can't remember. I thought she was Alex. No, Alex is um Jen Aniston. Uh, Jen Aniston. Jen Aniston. Jen Aniston. Don't take Jen Aniston if your doctor says don't do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Wait, wait. Yeah. Vimeo.com slash Paul Tompkins. Final word. I don't know where everyone is in their pandemic. We still love you. We're still here. We're we're gonna do once a month in 2022 because mm-hmm. we're just gonna see what happens. I don't know. Why not? We 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 created this relationship and we're gonna keep it going. Yeah, we like doing this and we like that you guys are listening to it. So in the meantime, stay, stay safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and stay, stay strong. strong. Get your booster.